Bro. Hey everyone, this is Sidebar. Are you fucking real, man? Come on. Hey, Jess. Hey, Angie. And hello, listeners. How's it going? Um, for today's episode, it is our album episode. Woo! My favorite. Honestly, I love these episodes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this was, this episode was very fun to like kind of research because it was like, oh, I get to reminisce. And then it got very frustrating <laughs> very fast. And I am over. I am done. Right. The homework part is the not fun part. <laughs> yeah. The listening to music and talking about it's fun. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. Um, but before we get into the album, uh, sadly, uh, I know we did it with our last album episode where we did the lead singer for My Chemical Romance Favorite Drink, the lead singer for this band. I couldn't find his drink, so we did uh, Lemon Drops. Mm-hmm. That is tonight's drink episode. Uh, that is tonight's episode's drink. Because mm-hmm. I forgot to do the intro. <laughs> Cheers. Mm. This is a yummy drink. I can't mm-hmm. remember. I can't. I feel like we might have done it on an episode before. And see, I feel the same way. But if I can't name the episode, mm-hmm. if you guys can name the episode, let us know. Bonus points. Um. <laughs> But regardless, it's clearly been a while since we've had it, if we did. So here's the recipe. I use Mr. and Mrs. T's lemon drop mixer that you get a shaker, put some ice in it, do three and a half ounces of their lemon drop mix, one and a half ounces of vodka, uh, a half an ounce of triple sec, shake it until your shaker is frosted, strain, Put it in a martini glass and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but real, I've been debating if I should say something publicly about this because I've been grumpy and moody and everything sucks. And uh, have you seen the trend on TikTok going around called uh, where people are like ordering angel shots yeah do you know what the angel shot is Mm -hmm. for those who don't know what the angel shot is you go up to a bartender and you said hey i would like to order an angel shot and that is code for you need help Mm -hmm. you're whoever you're interacting with you feel threatened or endangered with oh you go to the bartender order an angel shot Mm -hmm. and there's different keys um they'll ask you like how you want it and there's different keywords um, like with a lime means to call the police. Uh, neat or ooh, neat is to call a friend. Dressed or on the rocks is to call an Uber for someone to come get you mm-hmm. and stuff. But yeah, and the reason why I bring this up is because Friday, I I don't want to say I almost ordered a lemon shot, but I did have to report someone. You said lemon again. Oh my god. <laughs> angel shot yes an angel shot okay this is this is what i really want to say i'm just pissed and angry Mm -hmm. if you go out with your friends do not put your hands on people you don't know like i don't i don't care what the vibe is last friday um from when we are recording 
and actually when we come out uh because it's we're coming out this week as i stare at my calendar (laughs) yeah anyways (laughs) um i went out with my cousins and my friend and uh there's a dj there and we go out dancing we're having fun and someone fucking grabs my throat which also even if you are like even if you were dancing with the guy even if like you know you were having a good time with him why the fuck is the throat okay it's yeah. not is the answer like don't mess around with that that's scary yeah and this guy i don't know his name right. i i barely even made eye contact with this person we me and my group were dancing in our little area and i felt someone like grab me and you know when you're in the crowd you're gonna get bumped and stuff right um and then this person grabbed me and placed me right in front of them but they stepped away so i was just like oh maybe i was just gone their way and he was just moving me to this spot Mm. and then uh started dancing again a little bit and then he kept grabbed my shoulders and then he grabbed my the back of my neck And my friend saw that, so she grabbed me and tried to pull me to her, and he just kept squeezing my neck the more she pulled. God. And then I just yelled at my group, was like, I need water, get me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And so I found a security guard, and I reported them, and it sucked, and I went home, and just like, don't, don't, don't touch me. Right. Especially if you're not going to ask, if a random stranger wants to come Especially and dance. the neck. Like, yeah. Like, like, come on. Yeah, like, the shoulders was scary enough. Right. But, like, and I have a neck phobia. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, be safe. But even if you didn't. Go out there. Even if yeah. you didn't have a neck phobia. Like, it's still an inappropriate place to touch somebody anyway that you yeah. don't know. I, I should be able to go out and, like, not worry about someone touching my neck. Yeah. Like, that, that should not be a thing. Yeah. And if you are doing that to people, stop, 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 stop. Stop it right now because you're a creep. Yeah. If you want to dance with someone... Tap on the shoulder, ask, or maybe, like, do a little shimmy next to them, but don't touch them. And if they engage and they agree to dance with you, go for it. Otherwise, leave them the fuck alone. Right. And thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) Anyways, it was a music event, and and this is our album. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, well, I don't know. I want to grab it to give it to you, but we are very far away. (laughs) So the album we are doing is called A Little Faster by the band There for Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I actually still have like the CD case and packaging. <laughs> uh, this came from actual Warp Tour. So nice. that's, that's fun. Cool. I have like a Warp Tour CD. Cool. My sister went to the 2009 Warp Tour and she bought the CD. Nice. And she liked them, but she didn't like them enough to like want to keep it, mm-hmm. I guess. And so she gave it to me. I never got to go to Warp Tour. You never went to a Warp Tour? Nope. Who was I going to go with? Okay, fair. <laughs> well, I went to the Warp Tour. I went to the last Warp Tour. Because all the other Warp Tours, I kept fucking missing. Right. Um, but, man, the heat stroke, being all hot and sweaty. There's never enough water. There's water nowhere. <laughs> the band is exhausted. Right. You're exhausted. Everyone's still screaming and sweaty. <laughs> But yeah, it was a great time. Nice. Did you know War Patrol was actually supposed to come back in 2020, but then the pandemic <laughs> happened? Damn. And so there was talks, I want to say, that it was going to come back this year. And then we covered it. I want to mm. say it was like episode 20 or something of the When, when We, we were, were Young, young mm-hmm. 
festival which i guess is still gonna happen yeah so if anyone's going we're not gonna be there unless they want to pay us to come because we got no monies yeah. <laughs> um i guess that's kind of like the new warp tour for this year but mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know if warp tours ever officially gonna come back yeah i keep seeing statements like we're coming back just kidding we're coming back just right. kidding <laughs> and it's just like it's it's hard it's hard to put on one of these events oh i can't imagine mm-hmm. uh so uh I'm going to be 100% straight up honest with you here. Yeah? With me? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All of my research, except for maybe like two or three notes, came from Wikipedia and uh, Apple Music. Okay. Because no one wants to talk about that's it. That's all you got? That's all you got? Yeah. Uh, I got some of my, I got some of my, uh, the Black Parade stuff from Wikipedia. Okay. Cool. Wikipedia? So... <laughs> I have a tangent about Wikipedia. Sidebar. It's like if you're doing like a research paper, you can't you can't obviously yeah. cite Wikipedia, but you Wikipedia has its own sources. So you can actually go to those sources and you can cite those sources. So mm-hmm. if you're just doing research, you know, mm-hmm. like like for the most part, it's got to be verified or it'll be taken down. Yeah. So for the most part, Wikipedia is a reliable source if you just want to know, like, some facts. Mm-hmm. But if you're, yeah, if you're, like, writing, like, a research paper, you can't be like, oh, I got it from Wikipedia. But it's, it's yeah. you know, just because it's from Wikipedia doesn't mean it's not, like, reliable. Yeah. But it's also kind of just, like, the bare bones of information. Right. <laughs> um, I actually, another sidebar, have a little middle school story about uh wikipedia oh yeah and it's it's so middle school it's me my friend j my friend e and this guy we're gonna call c Hmm. and e and j had been best friends from like elementary school up to middle school so of course it felt like the world's longest friendship Mm -hmm. in the world and uh sometime towards the end of elementary school going into middle school they met this guy c and E does not like C, mm. but C and J felt like they were star-crossed lovers and they wanted to be together so bad. Now enter me in like, <laughs> I want to say this was eighth grade. It was seventh or eighth grade. I'm going to say eighth. Um, You know, I get to know all these people and stuff and I hear the drama and it's intense. And C and J decide to date secretly and J oh. trusted me to be like her secret keeper and nice. not tell E that they were dating. Well, they end up getting caught and E was like distraught because mm-hmm. turns out E was actually bi and had a crush on J. Oh. Yeah, I think that was like one of the main reasons why she didn't like C. She yeah. gave me other reasons and but she never directly said it's because I'm in love with her. Right. Um, but it was like you can just you just know you it's know implied yeah and <laughs> um and of course this was all over like myspace messenger <laughs> and a little bit of facebook messenger right because we're all transitioning at that point to that social media and i remember feeling like the most supportive friend because i was just giving jay what i thought was his words of wisdom no. about dating in middle school and how like you guys are i was saying like you guys are best friends you should be able to pull through it like if this is what makes you happy makes you happy but if he is really bad for you don't do it blah 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 Mm -hmm. and how she ends our conversation that night was by the way i put your advice was so good that i put it on george washington's wikipedia page what (laughs) (laughs) 
That's hilarious. And she, like, I want to say, like, she shared me, like, a screenshot of, like, <laughs> what she did. It's obviously gone by now. Right. But, like, verify. Right. Yeah. Like, I went to check and I was just <laughs> like, oh my gosh. There was just, like, a random splur of, like, me talking in the middle of his body. <laughs> Why the George Washington? I don't fucking know. She thought no one would notice on that one or something? I, I guess. That's I mean, funny. how often are people re- doing research on George Washington? That's hilarious. What if that is, like, the most, like, looked up? We can, mm. What is the... Look that up. What is the hmm. most searched thing on Wikipedia? Let's also, see. real life sidebar. Jordan got me this monitor. It's a TV, but he thought it was a monitor. And if you want, we can possibly have Jordan hook this up to where whatever you do on your iPad, we can see on the computer. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. And so we can both see it. Get it like a screen. Be more interactive. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Hmm. This is a weird list. Oh, my God. What is it? The. uh, This is a long sidebar. Oh, wait. Wait, that was from 2017. Oh, okay. Um. Oh, does it get better? COVID is oh. the most, is the biggest phenomenon Wikipedia has ever known. Damn. What's the next one? Um, What's not a pandemic life altering thing? It's Trump. No! <laughs> How about what's the most edited Wikipedia page? Okay. It's George Bush. <laughs> Probably because people are going in there and being like, oh, this guy's a dick and you gotta go, like, delete it. <laughs> and I'm one of those people. I'm That's one of hilarious. The on the list. Oh, man. <sighs> Top 15 most edited Wikipedia articles of all time. George W. Bush. <laughs> list of WWE personnel. United States. Wikipedia. Huh. Michael Jackson. And then Jesus. And then the Catholic Church. <laughs> See, that's where you know there's something fishy going on in the water, but they don't want to be up front if about they're the it. most edited. I know, right? It's like well, we acknowledge that we're we got some issues that we're working on, but we're we're not as bad as like Well, I don't know Trump. if it's this way anymore, but it used to be that it's like anybody could edit the pages, right? Oh, that's yeah. still the truth. So it's that's probably why, because those mm-hmm. are really like controversial. <laughs> yeah. That's that's pretty funny. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, um, back to there for tomorrow. So, uh, like I said, I couldn't find a lot of information more specifically of the album itself. The band, um, I actually don't know anything about this band. I, I had not heard this album mm-hmm. before. The la- the very last song I do have saved on my phone, but I found it like recently, like within the past six months. Yeah. Probably because I played it. Yeah, like probably. I've been listening to this album since middle school. Nice. Um, but uh, I wouldn't say say they're they're a great band. They're awesome. They were great for the time. Mm-hmm. But I do kind of put them as a warp tour band. Yeah. Um. So let me give you like a little bit of history of who they are. Mm-hmm. So the band is made up of made up of Micah Malley who is the lead singer and lead guitarist, Chris Cambrara, 
who was the drummer at the time. I think time. I'd heard that name before. I did really like the drumming. <laughs> <laughs> he is now currently drumming with uh, Dashboard Confessional. Oh, okay. Yeah, I he's actually I've heard that name before. He's actually doing like some pretty big bands. Nice. But now he's more of a solo like drummer than does traveling. That's I found pretty, up a little bit of stuff about them. That's pretty interesting because on like every single one of my like notes, I was like, I really like the drums in this song. <laughs> the drums in this song so i'm glad he's like i'm glad he's like still at it yeah good for him uh christian clamor is the other guitarist and then jay enriquez who plays bass cool uh the band says their main influence was jimmy eats world uh third eye blind blink 182 and the hive Makes sense. I don't know who The Hive is. Do you know who The Hive is? I don't. I don't, I, but it's probably a pop punk band, considering yeah. all the rest of them. <laughs> considering everyone else. <laughs> um, they count themselves as an alternative rock band. Uh, they came from Orlando, Florida, and the band's active years were from February 2003 when they first joined. And actually, um, when they first joined, it was Micah, Chris, Jay, and James Flanch. Flatchy? Fletchy. Flattery. F-L-A-H-E-R-T-Y. Sounds like flat, flattery? Flattery? I apologize. I cannot pronounce Flavor-ty? your name. Sure, we'll go with that. Um, but sadly, James left in 2005, and that is when Christian Klamer came to the band in 2006. Gotcha. Which one's the drummer again? Something the dr- Cabrera? Chris. Chris Cabrera? Mm-hmm. Cool. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's my favorite. I like the drummer, yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, the band did some local radio stations and some showcase concerts, which eventually led them to perform in Vans Warped Tour in 2006, 2007. I don't know if they were in 2008, but they were there in 2009. Cool. Maybe uh, they took a year off. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. Uh, in 2007, they did a self-release EP. Um, Pages was attached to that. Pages, I want to say, is like their most known song. Hmm. Uh, and then shortly after releasing that, um, including the album that we have now, they did, I want to say it was three albums with a new producer named James Paul Weiser. And... Uh, by 2008, they released an EP that featuring another one of their most popular songs, No More Room to Breathe, and put Pages on it. Pages actually made the 2000... Oh, I guess they were at Warp Tour. Um, because in my notes it said Pages mm-hmm. was on the Warp Tour 2008 CD. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then... Um, I don't know if I've ever heard Pages. I know you said it's their most popular, but... See, and this is the thing. I listened to their Warp Tour album only, and then I want to say it was maybe a year or two after. I was just like, they have more music? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because the band just doesn't talk about it, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, But where was I in my notes? Um, In... 2014 on november 19th the band released a statement that they were going to be disbanding and trying to find themselves as individuals Mm. um because when they when this album that we're talking about came out they're in their early 20s they're babies the Mm. lead singer at the time he was 20 Mm. and i want to say their drummer chris he was 21 and they're all within the same age So, yeah, they're babies. They're like, we're going to go and discover ourselves now. <laughs> Deuces. Um, 
And that was released in 2014 because um, things started to slow down for them as a band in 2012. Um, and then a few days later in November. Oh, just kidding. I had the dates wrong. Yeah, that was in 2014 where the band suspended. And then 2015, Micah and Chris started After Hours. And if you look up There for Tomorrow Now, all of There for Tomorrow's discography goes to After Hours. Huh. I don't know why, but if you look up one, you'll find the other. Mm-hmm. And right now, they're mostly found under After Hours. Hmm. Is that like how... What's the other band... You know how, like, Streetlight Manifesto has, like, other, like, versions of their song? and Yeah, they have, like, another... a, lullab- a lullaby. But they're under, like, another band name. So maybe it's that. Maybe maybe whoever has the... Whoever's, like, the lead. Maybe. Kind of. Because um, for After Hours, it's only the lead singer and the drummer. Huh. No one else continued. Oh, man. I just yeah. broke the rubber but band I was playing. In. It could be. Um... And then after uh, they did After Hours till 2015, and then it wasn't until 2019 in November 29 where they did a 10-year reunion for um, the anniversary of A Little Faster. Oh, cool. And they played their two final shows in Orlando. Um, and then they did another celebration in may 21 2020 may 21st 2021 they did another celebration for this album cool yeah and it was like the last thing everyone in the band did literally to figure out because to kind of i try to see like what they're doing now Mm -hmm. and i had to go on their social medias and the only way i could verify is just like i'm getting back together with the bear for one night only Yeah. Um, So speaking of what they're doing now, Micah, the lead singer, he's a solo artist as of this year. Um, Chris Kammer, which I would clamp Kammerad. Kammerad. Chris. Chris Homeboy. Um, (laughs) Drummer. Yes. (laughs) He is a drummer who's doing Dashboard Confessional. And he also runs a social event, kind of like another music festival thing, called Emo Emo Social Party. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, Christian Klimmer, who is, who was one of the guitarists, he did complete career change, and now he is in Phoenix as a cinematographer. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Yeah. And he also does video editing. Cool. Jay, I couldn't find much on Jay, but Jay right now is enjoying roller skating and has mm-hmm. a whole page dedicated to, like, rollerblading Cute. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And looks like he's living a nice, relaxing life. Nice. Yeah killing it and yeah and then um like i said i couldn't find much and so on the actual album uh it was released in 2009 and all the lyrics were written by the lead singer the u.s billboard 200 rank of the year they got 181st place nice the u.s billboard heat seeker albums they got rated ninth place oh wow and the u.s billboard independent albums they got rated at 37th nice mm-hmm. uh the song a little faster was featured on cartoon network for a premiere of ben 10 alien swarm huh yeah uh and during the inner a warp tour interview that i saw this was the only interview i saw where they actually talked most of the album mm-hmm. and micah was saying that 
Uh, the whole album itself took about two years to write. Wow. And then get it made and produced mm-hmm. and stuff. And yeah. Cool. So those are my little notes. Nice. Um, I tried so hard to find like lyric Alanis and it mostly was other people's opinions. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what we're here to do. Right? <laughs> so we're just going to give you our own opinions. <laughs> so let's start with the first song, The Remedy. Um, this is a song I personally have and I give this song a three. I also gave that song a three. Yeah. Um, I do have a favorite lyric from it. Uh, the lyric is, even when you're by my side, I still need time to feel the company. Hmm. I don't know about you, but my little emo heart, especially when I first heard this, I was just like, ooh, I can relate. Right. <laughs> I can feel this music. Uh-huh. Um, what are your thoughts and opinions on the song? The lyric that was my favorite was, um, found me a fix for all these broken memories. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, that kind of was a theme that I got from the whole album. Yeah. Is he, he's, like, dealing with the past. And he's yeah. dealing with, you know, this whatever horrible thing that happened. Like, it kind of sounds like it was a breakup going through the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if, if it was, that's the impression I got. Like, a breakup. So, he was kind of saying, like... Oh, the the memories are broken. Mm-hmm. It's like we had a good time, and but like now I have to find a way to like yeah. fix it, kind of. Yeah, I feel like this album is very much. I kind of categorize albums sometimes into like if you can make it into a jukebox musical, mm. because in pretty much all the songs, except maybe like one, where I feel like the singer is like always putting the listener in the perspective of you talking to someone else. Yeah. You are confronting someone. Mm-hmm. And, like, this song, I felt like it was definitely, like, one of those, like, there was a split in the road. Uh, these mm-hmm. two people walked the same, and then they took different paths. Yeah. And he was saying just, like, I I became what I wanted to be, and it was really rough, but that made me stronger. Mm-hmm. You kind of did whatever you could to just get whatever artificial cl- gain that you got from right. this. Uh, especially the lyric, um, go on living, making a killing of all your broken dreams. Mm -hmm. Like that, especially, I kind of felt like he was like, this was like kind of being a little bit angry at them and be like, you gave up. Like you decided you took the easy road. You figured that this was too hard. So you did this and look where it got you versus where did it got me going my path. Right. But yeah, uh, I gave it a three. Yay, me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next song, A Little Faster, which is the title of the album. Mm-hmm. Another one, songs I have. I have a majority of these songs, by the way. Nice. <laughs> On download. Um, and I gave it a four. I did too. Wow. So let's talk yeah. about it. We're just so in sync with I this know. album. Uh, so what, what were your thoughts on it? How did you feel? I really liked... So... Uh, uh, in the notes that I wrote, I said that I really liked the drums. Mm-hmm. I really liked the drums kind of in the majority of the album. It was, they like, really added to, like, the feel of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked the melody in this one. I, like, it, it could definitely... I'm pretty sure I sat, I saved this one. I downloaded this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and the lyric that I liked was, hold your breath now, the backbone's wearing thin from yeah. the pain that settles in. Mm-hmm. I really like that lyric. It, I, it's got good imagery. This, yeah, I feel like this whole album mm-hmm. is also, this was definitely a hard for me to rank. Mm-hmm. There, I don't know how many times I put best song and then deleted it and <laughs> replaced it with another one. 
it's just it's so poetic Mm -hmm. and it flows smoothly it's like (laughs) being angry but with poetry it's edgar Allan poe right (laughs) (laughs) that's what i would put it as nice um but uh i really like the part where it's like show me where you're after because i feel like this is the part, especially if it's, like, going through a breakup, as you said, for this first song. Mm-hmm. If we're continuing on that, where it's, like, show me what you're after. It's kind of just, like, what did you gain out of this relationship? Yeah. What did you gain from this? Or what are you trying to gain? Uh-huh. You know? Like, have you ever felt like you were in a relationship with just any type of relationship with someone? And, you know, they're just, like, they're, like, looking for something and you don't know what it is. And you're just, like, what do you want from me? Right. Yeah. Like, I feel like that is, like, the overall frustration. And yeah. it's just, like, come on. Let's let's get over it. That's a good way to put that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wish You Away is the next song. I gave this a five. And it was definitely one of the songs where it's the first, like, this is the best song. Oh, no. Your face tells me you hated it. I gave it a two. <gasps> Why? What's talk? What's talk? What's talk? I was, so, I am biased. Mm-hmm. towards songs i feel like if i don't like the song within the first like 10 15 seconds it's kind of like man and it's got such a long intro it, it's a little long it's a really long intro before anything like really like starts and picks up mm-hmm. and then i did still really like the drums there are redeeming, <laughs> like i didn't hate the song like, it was mm-hmm. still like nice it was still enjoyable to like listen to but it the i couldn't really relate to the lyrics very much mm-hmm. because he's saying he wants to wish wish this person away mm-hmm. and i don't know i'm a really strong believer in even if even if you have a crappy relationship even if something you know bad happens that maybe you'd wish hadn't happened it will a, it will one day you like you can learn from it and i'm also so the the wish you away part was kind of almost like, oh, I wish we never even dated in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't, I feel like everything, every relationship like you can learn from, whether you get back together or not, you can at least figure out like what not to do kind of thing mm-hmm. or like what person you don't really get along with. And like, oh, I, I guess I won't really have a relationship with somebody like that again. So when the, like, wish you away part is, like, I don't know. I just can't put myself in those shoes, I guess. Yeah. So how I always interpret the song, and I just, let me do something real quick. Mm -hmm. I do all my lyrics on uh, Apple Music, and sometimes they don't have it, and so I'm like, huh. But I hear the lyric in my head. I just want to make sure I give it to you. Correctly. So, kind of what I got from the song is one of those where it was not necessarily, like, the right person, wrong time. It was just that this person, how I, I guess the best way I could put it is kind of, like, I kind of put this in perspective of, like, a family member that I had that I kind of felt was, like, losing themselves, you know? Um, They end up getting addicted to drugs. Uh, Every time they seem to, like, get a leg up. They'll just crumble back or they're constantly just like doing self-destruction to yeah. them. And so the part where it says, can I wish you away until you find your find your place in this world? It's so hard to get a feel. Mm-hmm. And so that part, it was just like, 
I it's kind of letting go of that person be like I like wish you're not you, responsible for them kind of thing more like, of like it out yourself a little <laughs> it's kind of more of just like I'm wishing you a way to I'm letting you go so you can figure yourself out yeah because I can't be here for it yeah you know and like as much as I love you and want to you got to go do this on your own. Uh-huh. And that's kind of like, it was like a bittersweet goodbye to where, because they're mad at them probably. Right, for sure. Um, because even later it's like, and all you do is wait for that one little taste. You're so cut mm-hmm. up inside to know what is real. And it's just like, they're just so like, kind of, the the person that they're talking about is just like in this crazy self-destructive mode and they're just becoming self-absorbed because they're lost they're confused they don't know what's going on yeah. it's just like i can't i gotta let you go so you can figure that out right because me being here is not helping you figure it out yeah that makes sense and stuff and um it makes sense it just wasn't <laughs> one of my feet yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and that part where i said like all you do is wait for that one little taste that's part of one of my favorite lyrics and then later in the song i want to say there's like a verse in between where it says uh you said you'd be gone on just another minute you're too far off to still be in it you act like you're sleeping when act when i can see you're wide awake or is that the lyrics it's i thought it was actions don't act like you're sleeping when i can see you're wide awake oh okay there you go yeah and like that part i feel like that was uh that lyric I just quoted was, like, the last part where it's just, like, dude, I see you. <laughs> I, I like, you're not, you can't lie to me. You can't right. pretend anymore. Like, I see what the fuck you're doing. Like, this isn't okay. This isn't right. And, like, I, I gotta let you go and so you can go figure out you, boo. Right. But, yeah, that was one of the songs where I was, like, this is the best one. And right. then I was just, like, man, I gotta switch it for something else. <laughs> um, but, yeah. On to the next, which is Backbone. I gave this song a three, but I, I do also, have it. I also gave this song a three. And look, we're right back to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at that. We're here. Um, So, Backbone is for sure not my least favorite song on the album. Um, But it's this is one of the songs on the album. I do have to say, it's very good background music. Mm-hmm. Like as great like the song's a bop but it's background music yeah what are your thoughts on it so the lyric that i wrote down is um your backbone's missing and you never had a clue at all and you're looking very flimsy i'm breaking down your paper wall Mm -hmm. so this kind of to me sounds like the person that he's singing about like has a problem Whatever that problem may be, but they're not really willing to, like, admit it. Yeah. It's like, your backbone's gone and you don't even know. Mm-hmm. Like, you won't stand up for yourself kind of thing. Yeah. And he's saying, um, I'm breaking down your paper wall. So it's like, it's almost, to me, it sounds like a superficial wall. Like, if yeah. it's paper... Obviously, like, they're not trying very hard to put up this deep wall. And he's like, well, I'm going I'm to bust it down. It's yeah. just made of paper. Yeah. It's like the overall tone of the song is just like, it's this person that is probably like superficial. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have a backbone. They're, they're kind of like keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. You know? 
And they might not even realize because they're so, like, self-centered, kind of. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's kind of... What would be the word? Because I don't necessarily want to say they're talking about a narcissistic person. But it's definitely someone who's probably... Maybe just, like, self-centered. Yeah, a self-centered. Probably not very super considerate because it's just, like, you don't even know, like, how bad you are. And maybe they're, they're probably not very introspective is the word they're not Mm -hmm. very good at like looking at their own emotions and looking at their own problems maybe it's just like oh oh, well it's everybody else is the problem Mm -hmm. can't be me i'm not the problem yeah it's just i feel like also this album has a very emo tone yeah totally to it and this and this song does bring it into it's clearly like a breakup of some sort it's clearly like a breakup album yeah of some type of relationship or just like we're angry with the world right uh also they talk about sleeping a lot yeah (laughs) they do which which is go to sleep guys (laughs) um but yeah i mean it's it's just i don't really got much else to say on that song to be honest yeah it's kind of, it's not very... It's kind of straight to the point. It's like, you don't got a backbone. Yeah. <laughs> like, not in a bad way. It's not a very deep song. It's mm-hmm. kind of just, like, direct. So on to the next song, Deathbed. I have, and God, this, this song. I I went back and forth on what to rate it, and so I just settled with a 4.5. Because it's a good song, but it there's something missing with it. It was like, it was great, it was good, it's good, and then it just... It kind of just didn't stop. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, I, I got it, man. We're we're all crying. I don't know how many times I fell asleep to the song and just like having dreams of like being in a funeral home or oh, something. Oh, gosh. Because I'm just that emo. Um, but what are your thoughts and ratings? You want to hear my ranking? Yeah. You don't like any of the songs I like. I ranked this one a one. <gasps> this was definitely my least favorite. I couldn't even finish it. What? Because it gave me anxiety. Oh. Yeah, the song gets a little <laughs> real. Um, the part, the, 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 like, imagery, it has very good imagery. This- like, it's a very well-made song, just not for me. Yeah. Like, the imagery of, I didn't even write down the lyric, but I remember it because mm-hmm. it, you know, played over and over. Yeah. About the, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was, um. Can I fall asleep on your deathbed? Can we be resurrected? No, it was, I'm, I'm falling, it, I'm falling asleep in the hole, like where your head used to be. It was something like that. In a hole where your head rests, I'm facing truth yeah. so unfamiliar. Uh, I just close my eyes and fall asleep on your deathbed. Yeah. And then goes into the chorus. Yeah. I didn't like thinking about lying in a, in a bed where somebody died. So. You don't want to be in a coffin? No. <laughs> so I did not finish it. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> like it. Yeah. This song, it's... Ugh, I love it. It's a quality and song. It just got to me too much. <laughs> and that's... See, that's... That's what sucks about some great songs. It's yeah. just like, and that's why I gave it a 4.5 mm-hmm. because it just like went on a little too long. And it's just like, if it just was like maybe even half a minute shorter, mm-hmm. I would have given it a five. It's just, yeah, it's always that one little bit of extra. Um, and are, are they like, is he, it seemed like he wasn't actually singing about somebody who had actually died it was more like somebody who was dead to him if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like it didn't give me the impression that this person that he was singing about actually did die and i don't know i feel like that's like bad juju i feel like 
or maybe that's not the correct term. Um, like, I don't know if, if you're going to like write a song about somebody and say that they're dead, it's almost like, it's almost like wishing death upon them and Mm -hmm. like putting it out there in the universe. Yeah. That's just what I believe. I feel like it's like, I don't know. If I was writing a song about somebody, even if I didn't care about them, I would never say like, oh, they're dead. Yeah. I think this one was kind of one of those, like, it was either the one that got away and it was either because like, it was a opportunity or actually death. Yeah. Um, because it, like, in the beginning, it really just kind of describes like walking into a funeral and kind of experience this shell shock of like seeing someone you love you know, like, yeah. in a casket, you right. know? Um, and, like, my favorite lyrics are, like, the chorus where, um, where did I put it? Uh, fall asleep on your deathbed, can we be resurrected? I'm facing truth so unfamiliar. I'm your saint, will you be my savior? And so, how I kind of took this song was, like, in the beginning, it was, like, I imagined it's this person kind of, like, reliving the last moment of whatever said relationship this was. The last mm-hmm. interaction. Mm-hmm. And, sadly, it ended tragically. Right. Whether it was actual death or just, like, just like a termination. A situation. A yeah. termination of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, because it goes, uh, break a sweat, desperate lover, do you feel all alone? And so, when I think of, like, a desperate lover, I think of it kind of being just, like, you're trying, you want them back, but they can't because they're either metaphorically dead or actually dead. Yeah. And so the relationship goes, is dead. Yeah. And so it goes um, into the whole, like, you're laying on a deathbed. Right. <laughs> and where it kind of got like, I'm your saint, will you be my savior? Mm. I think that is the part where it's like, I, th- I feel like that means like maybe it's actual death. Yeah. Because, like, if they're the savior, they, they're supposed to bring you back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe they can't because they're the person that's actually died, if that makes sense. Like, they want the savior to come back to save them from their broken heart. But they can't. Yeah. It's kind of like, I'm an angel without someone to follow type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's what I got. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, this this song gets a little deep. Yeah, uh, I well, feel especially because like- I I'd never heard this album before. Like mm-hmm. like you know, My Chemical Romance has some deep and depressing songs, but I like grew up listening to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I do got to say that like I don't know what was with me, but like <laughs> little middle schooler me just felt like I could relate to this song. He's just this artist. I feel like you could just feel. Mm-hmm. everything in the lyrics. Yeah. You know? But I didn't want to feel the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, it got too real, man. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go on to the next song. Okay. Um, which is Just In Time, I Have. And back to what I said, how I like kept changing all my best songs. Uh-huh. I have the top three best songs, and this is number three of the best songs nice. on the album. Please tell me you like this one. I actually ranked this one 4.5, so Whoa! I did like this okay, one Okay, just in time. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, this one had really good imagery. Like, it was very descriptive. I liked the lyrics yeah. a lot. I, I feel like I'm going on, like, a story with this. Like, it mm-hmm. definitely has, like, 
I know it's kind of like the same thing dressed up in a little different fashions. It seems to always be like conflict, mm-hmm. a breakup, prosperity through breakup. Right. Uh, I'm telling you one last time I hate you. <laughs> and then it's done. Right. <laughs> it's like a circle. Yeah. Throughout totally. all these songs. What What are your thoughts of this? So I really like the lyric. Um, to my surprise, I can't fit in anybody's arms. Mm-hmm. To me, that sounds like somebody who tried to move on and couldn't. Mm-hmm. He, he like maybe, I don't know if he actually ended up like in another relationship or he just like went out and, you know, had some one night stands just to like try and get over it. And the, the imagery of I don't fit in anybody else's arms really drives home the point that, like, he, he thought that he belonged to this other, or not, he belonged with this other person mm-hmm. because they fit, like, they fit in each other's arms the best. Yeah. I don't know. That was just a really good, like, comparison. Yeah. And like, then he, he tried. He mm-hmm. tried to move on and he couldn't. Oh, shit. Yeah. And it's just like, at the end, oh, do you need like a napkin or a towel? Mm. Okay. Good thing it was a clear drink. I just <gasps> I just spilled my lemon drop, everybody, if that's what and it wasn't you're wondering. Me. Yeah, it was me this time. Thanks. <laughs> Good thing it doesn't have any color in it. <laughs> yeah, but um Back to what I was saying. The especially at the end, and because he ends the song on that verse, uh-huh. and then he ends it with "or you just left just in time." Yeah, and that's almost like I I wrote that lyric down too. I wrote, um, "Oh, where'd it go?" The failure sounds all too familiar to me. You left just in time, so it's almost like maybe maybe they tried a lot of times to make the relationship work, and every time it failed. So maybe he's like, maybe maybe we are better off together, but I probably won't find somebody else. Or we're better off Not, separate, mm-hmm. but I probably won't find anybody else. Yeah. Uh, I also took it like, you know, this person left before it ended badly. Yeah. Like, like it he maybe. Did, it's definitely like a whole, I definitely feel like it's, uh, if this is going to be like um, right person, wrong time uh-huh. thing. This would be the song for it. Yeah, totally. And, of course, I attached this to whatever stupid guy that just didn't work out. There was one in particular <laughs> because it was, like, a situationship. And I'm just like, ugh. Because I don't know why, but this song, this whole album, just, like, I just lived every single music video <laughs> throughout majority of this album. I feel. Staring out the window in the rain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And my favorite lyrics on this is, I knew all the blackest blues. You were all my favorite tunes. This was all I had to lose. And then goes, try out for size to my surprise. I cannot fit in anybody's arms. No more disguise because I realize I can't fit in anybody's arms. Oh, you. Oh, you left just in time. Mm-hmm. And That's a good one. I, I, I almost ranked it a five. Mm-hmm. But I knew that the one that I had already saved was probably going to be my five. So I, that's why it's a cool I five. give multiple fives. Everyone gets fives. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so on to the next one, which is Stories, another song I have. And I gave it a three because it's... I also gave it a three. I kind of like missed a little bit of like the song. Like it kind of got like lost in the background. Mm. This is like another background thing, but I don't necessarily feel like it's the song's fault. I feel like the song's good, but it's just, it's good, but like 
I, I don't it's think not it's, the best. it's not yeah. good enough for me. What are your thoughts? So, for this one, I wrote down... Oh, I like how it starts. I like how the song begins. Mm-hmm. So, I wrote down the lyric, they say the past is the past, but it never treated me like this. Mm-hmm. So, it's almost like, yeah, the past is the past, but it's like, it's still hurting me. Yeah. Like, I can't move on because, like, it still hurts, kind of, is what mm-hmm. the impression I got a little bit. And um, what goes around comes back around twice as fast. I really like that lyric because yeah. I definitely believe that karma is a bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the lyrics are great. It was yeah. just, like, I don't I don't know why. It's, I feel like the lyrics kind of get lost within, mm-hmm. like, the instrument part of this. Mm. And I, that's why I'm, like, I don't feel like it's necessarily the song's fault. Yeah. It's got some great lyrics, but, like, the totally. music that goes with it, I'm just... Yeah, like I can hear this at Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is also like one of the only songs where like it actually like identifies someone. It's not just a you. This is a she. Yeah. Um, like in the song, it's actually talking about like two people. It's like he's actually telling the story. Like um, he couldn't ask for a better understanding of how what goes around comes back twice as fast. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, she always hoped for him to take her word for word, you know, and it's just, I feel like this is, like, kind of the song that tells you what's going on within, like, the rest of the album, Mm -hmm. because it's, like, this is where I feel like if we're going to get any form of a confirmation that this is a romantic relationship between a man and a woman, it's here. Yeah. And because he says at the end, um, you got to speak. Oh, and use up all the time you're given. It's time to come on. Go ahead and tell your story. So you got to you got to say what you got to say. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's almost like tell your half of what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like and honestly, when it goes to the part where it's like uh, you got to use the time you're given. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's not necessarily talking about like the time you're given of your life, but the time you're given within the relationship. Mm-hmm. Cause once it's done, like, you know, like we've all been in some form of a relationship where it ended and you kind of like had, like, if you could just say one more thing to that person, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. but what's the point? It's already ended. And if you say this, it's not, Unless you make it so, it's not going to change the status of the relationship, yeah. really. Because it's it's over and done with. And so right. I think that's where the time you're given, that's the time he's talking about. Right. It's like if you wanted to fix the relationship, like you should have done it already kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And like, don't, don't wait till like the last possible strand to say what it is you need to say. Right. Whether it's good or bad in general, here's a little life hack, guys. Right. Uh, communicate. For Practice proper real. communication. I know it's easier said than done, but but like a relationship is a two way street. Like you gotta you gotta talk if you have a problem. Yeah, <laughs> and honestly, for me, like this is what I've been doing. It's just like, okay, if I have something tough I need to say, it is better to say it now and get it resolved mm-hmm. than to either one never say it. It bubbles over and then it's too late. You end up blurring out and just bringing stuff back that that doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, definitely. Um, Or two, you never say it. You regret it. And then, you know, you could have been in a completely different situation than you are now. Right. And that's just kind of like my two cents. Mm-hmm. Um, next song. And it's I Can't Decide, I Have It, and this is my number two best song. Nice. I gave it a five. I gave it a 3.5. 
Ugh, why? <laughs> Tell me your thoughts. So, I really want to know what happened. Like, I just, like, I get it. I get it. He went through a breakup. He's sad. Like, he's kind of just saying the same thing over and over again. He got, he, you know, they maybe they were both shitty to each other. Maybe they could have... They could have worked it out. Maybe they worked great together at some point and they belonged together. But, like, I really want to know what the details, man. I really like songs that are, like, a story. Like, directly telling, like, this is what happened. Oh, you went to Starbucks and you threw coffee on me. Like, I want to know the, the I want to know, like, the dirty details. But mm-hmm. I did really like a lot of, I kind of did a lot of analysis on this one. Um. It sounds like the partner left them and that the singer regrets not being a better person. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like he regrets how he acted, but he knows that he can't do anything about it. And this song sounds like he sounds pretty defeated in this song. Yeah. Like, I feel like you can hear him crying. Yes. And I'm like, but also. And you're that, like, boy, you're too emotional for me. Right. Get a grip. The eighth song on the album. I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, give me some more. <laughs> Um, but he said, oh, the lyrics that I wrote down, uh, so who told you to leave before I could show you half of the man you wanted to know? Mm-hmm. So it's almost like he, maybe he was going through a really hard time and the person left before he was able to get better or like he left, but they left before he was able to like become a better person kind of. Mm-hmm. And like, he feels, he feels bad about how he acted, but like he can't do anything about it. Yeah. That was kind of the gist of the song that I got. But mm-hmm. it also, the lyric, it the lyric, so who won the war deep down inside? I can't decide. No, I can't decide. So this kind of sounds like maybe they were both shitty to each other. Mm-hmm. And neither of them are happier without each other. So he knows, like, nobody won yeah. the breakup. Nobody, nobody came out of this breakup happier mm-hmm. than they were just being together. Yeah. So he's like, we... Maybe he feels like we could have just worked it out, like, if you just gave me a chance to better myself. Mm -hmm. I definitely took this as, like, one of those where it's, like, it's one of those toxic relationships to where both people, Mm -hmm. they may not be necessarily toxic, but they bring out the worst in each other. Yeah. And they're just so dependent. They, like, it's, like, an obsessive dependency on having this person. And then the breakup was the big gut blow to both of them right because i want to say those were like my favorite lyrics too was Mm -hmm. uh the only only the dark can feel my touch no kind of remark could burn this much because i'm as cold as december and i won't surrender until you give me back my life Mm -hmm. um and to me that that's kind of where the like the obsessiveness comes from is just like i gave you everything and you're gone and it hurts and I can't breathe and I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Like, this is definitely, like, the aftermath of the breakup. Like, immediately at the end. Mm -hmm. And, um... He's almost accepting. He's like, okay, I know we're not gonna get together, but I, like, I wish I could have fixed it. I know we're not gonna get back together, but, like, I wish I could have done things differently. It's kind of the impression I got for this song. But also, like, the other person was shitty, too, so, like, I can't decide who was worse kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I can't decide who yeah, ended like, up on top. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, like, it goes into the descriptionness of, like, you know, 
I kind of take it as, like, the next day after. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I can't see the sun in the morning. Please send me a warning. Next time I go through this again. Um, and I take that going through again as just, like, you know, when you're, like, fine. Like, you had your first cry, and then you're fine. And then it all hurts again. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that's, like, going through it again. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, who would have thought I lost my mind? And that goes back to support my idea of, like, kind of the obsessedness of this. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't probably realize how much they, like, emotionally and mentally, like... Like, relied on each other. Yeah. yeah. Or just even made an attachment to totally. them. Um, I did like that one. It just wasn't my favorite. Yeah. Ugh. I just think it's so good. <laughs> like, this, that song actually gives me, like, the chills. Mm. It is a good song. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is Sore Winner. I give this a four, but I do not have it downloaded. Hmm. Uh, it's a good every once in a while song. Um, it, to me, it's kind of just like a bop. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, I gave this one a three. Uh, I liked the melody on this one, but it wasn't like very complicated, like lyric wise. Yeah. It was kind of, it was kind of straightforward. Um, so the lyric I wrote down, so scrape my hands and knees softer now, I bleed for your forgiveness. I don't know. The, the sore winner. I don't know who is the sore winner. I don't know if it's supposed to be him. I think it's supposed to be the the person. I think it's supposed to be the other person because it says, um, uh, I play for keeps, but you don't listen. Mm. I'm what you're missing, missing out on forgiveness and compa- uh, competition. Mm. Uh, and then scrape my knee. Mm-hmm. So scrape my hands and knees softer now as I read uh, your mind as interests. Mm. And I feel like this was the person that kind of like, you know, they they were the ones on top. And now yeah. the singer slash listener is the one on top. And it's like, well, they're being like a sore... A yeah. sore, they're the, they've always been the sore winner, but, like, now, like, I'm catching speed. Right. You know? hmm But, yeah, this was definitely not one of the more complex songs on the album. This yeah. This one was also, I kind of feel, was, like, a little bit of, like, a turn within the song because mm-hmm. it's, because how it started off, it started off as, like, confrontation, and then we experienced the hurt, confr- confrontation again, the loss, the grief, the story, and now we're here. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, oh, fuck it. Right. And, yeah. It's a good place in the album, I think. Yeah. Like, it definitely wouldn't have made mm-hmm. sense for that to be, like, the first or few songs. Yeah. But it's just kind of like, I don't know, it's almost like a, like a filler song. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's good. It fits. But, like, you kind of, you know. You, you miss it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next song is burn the night away i have and guys this is the number one best song on the album no you hate it no i gave it a three i did not like the 15 seconds of silence as the intro though (laughs) so it's like the wrong way the the door opening closing the stepping yeah a little bit of tuning like all right let's (laughs) let's get to it let's move on oh i it is a it is a very pretty song, though. I like that it's, like, an acoustic kind of song. Mm-hmm. It's got an acoustic kind of feel. Um, I did... It, it is very pretty. Yeah. 
Um, I this I will say this is their more pretty song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely did a great job on this song. Um, and it seems this kind of seems like he's he's a little bit more accepting. He doesn't seem like he's as like sad about the memories this, anymore. This is... He's kind of like reminiscing. See, and I kind of felt like this was kind of like. This was, like, the first hope of something. Yeah. Whether this was with a new or old lover, um, this was kind of like, hey, like, we have, like, some, there's something here. There's some sort of past. Yeah. yeah. I like the the lyric that I'm right beside you in an empty room mm-hmm. definitely made me feel like he's, a, he's like a ghost. Oh. Because if the room's empty... But he's right beside you. Nobody else is in the room. Like, I, it, he, it's either he's a ghost or his memory will always be with her. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like, since he's gone this whole time of like, oh, well, I'm still remembering you. I'm still remembering the hurt. But, oh, I'm with you too. You have to carry that as well. Kind of thing. Huh. See, and I kind of like interpreted this as like, especially the part... Where it's, uh, it says, the mounds you've inclined seems like they have steepened since I decided to pick up the pace. Mm-hmm. If the world told me I should disappear, can I fall right next to you? Um, just let me burn the night away. Oh, baby, let me burn the night away. By thinking of the simple things you say to me to get me through the day, you keep me wide awake. And so for me, this is kind of, I kind of thought like this was the new hope. Mm-hmm. And that this is... Like, it's either this is the person that he's been struggling with since the beginning of the album, or this is a brand new person. Mm. And, like, they're, it's like, they're finally in a place to where, you know, they could potentially be together. It's one of those just, like, because where it's, like, everyone tells me that I shouldn't be, and I'm the ghost in this empty room next to you, that makes me feel like they're a secret. Mm. or Ooh, that's a good way to look at it or it's like a situationship where mm-hmm. like they want to but everyone's like no it's too soon yeah. or maybe they're not neither one is like emotionally ready for this type of relationship mm-hmm. and stuff because this guy seems to love very fucking hard right and <laughs> crashes very fucking hard crashes and burns <laughs> when he loves hard he falls just as hard he crashes and burns the night away <laughs> He just not burned the night away. He burned all the memories. (laughs) But that's kind of like what I got. Um, Yeah, because it goes later on into the song where it's, he says, and it's so hard to catch your feelings when you're always running away. You keep me wide awake. And that's the Mm -hmm. part where it's like maybe they're a secret and they're like, you know, it's a situationship. Like, it's like, I want to be with you, but I don't know if this is the right thing. And he's just like, but can we just kind of do it? Yeah. Can we just say, like, fuck it and let's do it? Hmm. That's a good way to look at it. I have a question for you. Uh Uh-huh. What do you think about those where, those types of, like, situationships where it's like, there's these two people. They know they like each other. They won't commit to each other because of X, Y, and Z things, whether it's like a class thing and their families don't want them to be together, or if it's a long distance thing and it's just too hard to be together, mm-hmm. or if it's like this where it's like they're kind of emotionally unbalanced or whatever it is to where. 
everything feels like they shouldn't be together, but they want to be. What do you think of those types of relationships? I feel like it's worth it and you owe it to yourself to at least try. And like, like for example, like the long distance thing. Mm-hmm. If, if you try the long distance and it doesn't work out because of, you know, you're too far away, at least you know you gave it a shot. Mm-hmm. Because who knows, maybe that really is your soulmate. And But if, if you're letting something like the distance get in the way, you'll never know. But mm-hmm. if you at least give it a try, maybe you can see, oh, this actually does work. Kind of like regardless if the relationship is hard. Yeah. At least. Because any relationship it. is hard. Any relationship takes hard work because it's two parties that have to be working together it's two-way street because it involves two people so Mm -hmm. any relationship is going to be hard yeah and it's like if it really is you know your soulmate or your true love or whatever Mm -hmm. you know cliche word you want to use um then it's going to take hard work anyways so you might as well give it a shot Mm -hmm. and like if it doesn't work out at least you know you tried yeah and i feel definitely it's just like when it comes to keeping relationships in like secrets it's just like if the relationship's going to be hard to where you feel like you need to do it in secret, I I say you might as well just be out because at least that's one less yeah. thing you don't have to worry about, you mm-hmm. know? Like, if it's already going to be hard and stuff, at least, you know, you don't have to, like, sneak around in public because I just feel like yeah. that makes it worse. It, it gives whatever validation the people who don't want you to be with that person yeah. more reason not to. It's just, like, if you can't... Oh, why are you sneaking around? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. like, if you feel the need, you have to sneak around regardless if you love them or not. And how I feel, if you still feel the need to sneak around, then, like, what what's the point? Yeah. You know? Next song, which... Is this the last song you listened to? Okay. This is the song that I have downloaded already. Okay. Yeah. Because this, the album says like we're on the last song, like the actual album, but. Oh, this was like added on later maybe? Uh, no, like no. Uh, The World's Calling is the last song. Oh, uh uh-huh. But Apple Music has like the deluxe version. Oh, okay. And so I just wanted to make sure we ended on the same song. Yes. This is the last song that I listened to. Yeah. Um, so the last song is The World's Calling, and I give it a two, and I completely forgot about the song. <laughs> I, the so- uh, That's so funny, because I gave this one, this one's my favorite, this one's a five. <laughs> oh, That's no. so funny. No, it's okay. I mean, like, it's, this song, I just, I couldn't relate. I couldn't, I didn't get anything out of it. It's a nice song, but it's just like, Honestly, when I, I don't know how many times I just replayed the album during research and stuff. Almost every single time I forgot the song. That's hilarious. It's I just, think this song is a really important one. Can I give you my analysis? Yeah, do it. Because I'm just like, <laughs> So I, first of all, since I already had this on my phone, I already knew it. Mm-hmm. I really like the melody of this song. And the lyrics are, the lyrics are pretty deep. So the um to make yourself unwilling to sleep away the pain and just don't sleep away the pain Mm -hmm. so it's almost like he's telling himself or he's telling anyone out there listening to the song like it's okay to be in pain it's okay to feel in pain and feel sad but just don't sleep it away just don't don't let the pain like run your life like you still have to go out there and live the life live your life and the part of uh, the the title of the song, The World Calling, is a lyric in here, too. Uh, the world outside is calling. You've got a choice. You've got the choice. You've got the time of day. Just don't sleep away the pain. 
So he, it's the world outside calling means like, it's okay, it's time to get up. It's time to move on. It's time to move forward through the world. Like, kind of get out of the, like, it's okay to feel the pain, but like, get out of the depressive episode a little bit and like, re-enter the world and like, kind of like, move on. And it's okay to be sad and remember the older times, but you still have to be like, living your life and being present in the rest of your relationships that you have. And, oh, my favorite part of the song, um, like melody wise, mm-hmm. is also a great lyric. Uh, it's going to get harder from here. We've got to be smarter to get this all in line. So he's saying like, it's hard work to move past something. It's a lot easier to just dwell on it and be sad. And it's, it's a lot easier to just sleep the pain away, but it's going to be harder, but you'll be better for it. Yeah. You'll be better on the other side if you go out and you join the world who's mm-hmm. calling you. Yeah. But also, the outro is definitely too long. The outro is like a minute of silence. <laughs> and I always I always skip it. Once once the mm-hmm. outro is I already skip it. You're like, he said the last note. Right. Doop. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, it's a good song. I just, it's almost like he's he's like, the whole album is his, like, feelings he's pouring out his feelings he's pouring out his feelings and yeah feelings. you but can then definitely end, feel all the work the band put into oh, this definitely. oh but my then gosh the, the last song is like okay the album's over it's time to move on mm-hmm. so which with, is funny because it's the first song i listened i to. know <laughs> so with the album what would you rate this album on a scale of one to t- five what would you rate one it? to five one to five overall I'm going to give it a three. Mm-hmm. It's a strong three. Yeah. It's not a bad three, but mm-hmm. the reason I'm giving it a three is because it it kind of felt like it was an album he made for himself. Yeah. It didn't really tell a story. Mm-hmm. And some of the songs felt kind of repetitive. Like, it kind of felt like he was saying the same thing throughout yeah, the Yeah, it's the same concept, just dressed up in different ways. Yeah, which is why I'm giving it a three. Because it's not, mm-hmm. like, the best, most amazing theatrical storyline. Mm-hmm. But it's, I liked listening to it. Yeah. Um, this album, I'm going to give it a five. Uh, mostly because, like, I totally agree with everything you said there. Um, well, you also have the nostalgia factor because you grew up with it. Yeah, that's the thing. (laughs) I have a big nostalgia thing with it. This was definitely, like, prime Warp Tour for me. Like, Mm -hmm. my beginning of my Warp Tour experiencing music and stuff. Um, and, you know, it's, it's definitely an album I go back to a lot. And I I love the passion in it. I love the feeling of it. And I do love that nostalgia feeling I get every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Listening to some of the songs and just going back and like reminiscing like how I felt listening to the song. Mm-hmm. But like looking at it as an adult, like, yeah, it's very repetitive, very emo. Um, <laughs> there is some bit of immature thoughts and emotions. And you're right. It's definitely like this is I feel like this is their heart album. Like. Mm-hmm. Everything they're feeling, they weren't trying to, like, appease anyone. Um, Like, he wrote this album to make himself feel better. It kind of feels like. Which, like, good for him. Mm -hmm. Whatever he was going through, he released it onto this album. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's good. It still holds up today. Like, you can really feel it. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hope you guys like that. Definitely check out the album and let us know what you think. And if you have any suggestions for what we should do in the future, definitely let us know. I love any 
I'll listen to anything. I'll give anything a shot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, comment on the Instagram what we should listen to next or whatever you, wherever you're listening to this. Comment on there. I'll try to find the comments. I swear. Um, email us what you thought. Uh, email us any thoughts and opinions or DM us on Instagram mm-hmm. slash comment section. Um, if you need any of that information, it's in the show notes. And drink responsibly as always and have a drink with us next time oh we timed that pretty well (laughs) uh we'll see you guys later bye Bye. be fucking real man come on